You're watching Meet the Movie Press, and coming up, we're going to be talking about the Joker movie, the other Joker movie, and the Lord of the Flies reboot with a female cast. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. I'd almost forgotten what you'd look like. Aw, Simon. I know. I know. I thought I gave you a little wall, uh, a little photo of me, like wallet-sized. That you yeah, can carry I, I know, but I've worn so, that out. So you can kissing sit on my face. Good night, so much. Um, <laughs> wonderful, <laughs> guys. You're watching Meet the Movie Press. Simon and I are back. Mm. Of course, I am Jeff Snyder, editor in chief of the Tracking Board. Yep. Tracking-board.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at the Insnyder. Uh, my name is Simon Thompson. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sherwood Simon. Uh, I have a Facebook page, and you can see my work kind of everywhere right now, which is good. Where have you been these last few weeks, kid? Oh, God. Well, last week we were due to have a show, but then I had to cancel it because I was working with Reese Witherspoon and my time's changed. Oh, well. Excuse <laughs> us. So Reese Witherspoon yeah. can't work around your so, schedule apparently not, of she's all not, the hours well, left apparently in the week? she's not a big fan of Meet the Movie Press, only because she's never seen it. Ah, right. we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll send so, over some tapes, So Reese. last we'll week's show didn't happen. Obviously, I was away the weekend Who before. are you going to get to co-host, by the way? It was going to be Dimitri. He's probably from so Anatomy of the Movie. He was genuinely he was like so pumped, and then oh. uh, last minute, damn it, with a spoon. He'll, he'll be back. I'll be out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll no, be out he for will. Toronto, and if you so. haven't seen Anatomy of a Movie, by the way, it's another show on the Popcorn Talk Network. Which every week they look at a new release movie and they kind of dissect it. If you love film, which you probably do because you're watching this or listening to this, you should ch- check out that show. too. Popcorn Talk, baby. Yeah, seriously, it's really good. Uh, so wait, where were you like when I had Jeff Wells in here, which was a really good show. Thank you to Jeff Wells for yeah. coming in and doing it. Yeah, uh, I was in uh, Orlando, Florida. That's right. At a wedding. Okay. Yeah. Um, nice, getting some tan. Which well, is and I was back in Boston last you were, week. yes. So uh, so we have a lot to catch up we do. on. Should we so dive much. right into it? Yeah, I'm just kind of a bit annoyed that Hollywood didn't like just stop for two weeks. You'd think that they would be a little it's bit more accommodating to our schedules. But yeah, but apparently not. Fair enough. So where do you want to start? There is so much to get through. The Joker. I mean, okay. that's yeah. where everybody wants us to start. Yeah. That's where yeah. we have to start. What is going on with the Joker? I woke up to news this morning from mm. the Hollywood Reporter. News, I use that term lightly. That uh, th- So last week it was announced that Todd Phillips yeah. is doing a Joker movie. Correct. Right? Uh, and that would not feature Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. And it would be set outside the DCU. Yeah. Right? That's what I believe, yes. Then... There's another Joker movie, mm-hmm. a Joker Harley Quinn spinoff. Yep. That's like Natural Born Killers. Which kind of everybody in the industry has known about for about nine months, but it only recently was properly announced. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that one's going to be done by Requan Fakara, who yep. worked with uh, Margot Robbie on Focus and Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Yep. Both of them. Um, yeah. It's, it's a lot to take in, and, uh, and clearly there can be. Some some confusion, you know, some audience confusion mm-hmm. about what is going on. So first, I think we let's take a step back and, okay. and, and illuminate the fact that Warner Brothers is launching a new label. Yes, you're aware of this. I right? am aware of this. Yeah, uh, and it will encapsulate these DC one-offs or you know things sort of outside the main DCU. Yeah, good idea or bad idea? Do you know what I think is actually a good idea? It, 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 I think it's a good idea. It is a good idea. Because I think the benefit is the fact that you can have it as a separate entity which you handle, market, tonally, completely different. And also it means that if things continue to not do perhaps as well as they should for the main DCU stuff, 
you protected yourself. You've the got thing, a wall. You've the got thing a about a universe line. is it's so restrictive. <coughs> uh, it is, and, and yeah. it has to follow you know the, the the rules of that universe, and and the the characters are mm-hmm. kind of rigid. And so this is going to give them a lot more freedom to play with things, which yeah. is what I think absolutely needs to happen for mm-hmm. comic book movies to continue being as big as they are. You have to take chances, whether it's a Deadpool yep. or a Logan. Yep. Uh, and, and it's hard, you know, it's hard to do that, I think, when mm-hmm. you're working within a universe. Um, and so not just, uh, you know, in terms of cast, are they going to be able to play around in characters, but budget. I mean, imagine making yeah. a 5 or $10 million Joker movie that's mm-hmm. just like a gritty 70s, like, character piece, which is what I think... You know, Todd Phillips is going for with Martin Scorsese. Well, you also, from an audience point of view, if you've got people that are, and there are people like this, who just simply refuse to engage with the the main studio superhero movies, they want something a bit more serious, a bit cerebral, a bit darker, a bit more, I'd say, I, create is probably not the right word, but innovative, probably a better word. Right. You could then have a new audience that you can not only develop, but also you can then bleed in to the other stuff that they previously not want because you, you're kind of they've bought half the meal they're going to stay for dessert you know it's kind of that kind of it's thing like, so su- I think it's a good idea superheroes and supervillains mm. you have to get away from thinking of them like that they're not they're not just that they're characters no. yeah, yeah and they don't need to be in a comic book movie necessarily no absolutely you could put them in let's say Warner Brothers is just developing a crime drama mm-hmm. does that crime drama become more interesting when the Joker is the leader of the bad guys mm. or whatever um, so, anyways, we woke up to news this morning. Yeah, we did. That uh, that the whole goal of bringing in Martin Scorsese, whose deal is not done as far as a producer no. on on Todd Phillips' Joker movie, is to get Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. to play the Joker. Now, as cool as I think that this would be, and I think that Leo has it in him, uh, just judging by his Calvin Candy in Django. Why would Leonardo DiCaprio, for the love of God, do this? Like, I don't, I do not see what would be in it for him at all. You? I would not be surprised if he did it. He hasn't done you something. You wouldn't be surprised. <clears throat> I would not be surprised if Leonardo DiCaprio played the Joker. I think no. I would not be surprised at all, and I think it's a really good idea. Um, I think that he could take a Joker and create it more of the Jack Nicholson, Tim Burton era Joker. Obviously, he bears a resemblance. To Jack Nicholson, this has been commented on previously, and I think he's, you know, he can he can kind of embrace that kind of thing. I think from the Heath Ledger's Joker, I think he'd bring elements of that. I think he'd be really, really good, and I think he also plays a brilliant shit. Well, listen, he would be really, really he'd good. He'd be amazing. He's Leonardo fucking DiCaprio. Of course he would be good. He'd be amazing. But if you're Leonardo DiCaprio, why do you take this role? Because if you want to get into this kind of universe, into this comic book universe, let's, let's refer to it as that, as an umbrella term, you're not going to do, you're not going to play a, a, a villain in Suicide Squad 3. But wait, let's you're back gonna... up. Let's back up. Let's back up. Why would you want to be in the universe if you're Leonardo DiCaprio? But why wouldn't you? I mean, it's 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 a huge, he doesn't do franchise stuff. He's never really done franchise the, stuff. So that, why... There's a reason for that. Don't you think? Probably because the right project hasn't come along, I would think. And you think this is the right project? I think of any projects that I would think that he would be likely to do, and I think he would work well in and do a great job in, I think this would make perfect sense. Hmm. I, would... I just I say if Marvel, if, if Marvel turned around and go, okay, fine, we were going to cast Leonardo DiCaprio as Thanos, I would go, I don't see that. Why would he do that? If you say he might be the Joker, I could absolutely see that. That would make the more. The Joker's a, a fascinating character. Yeah. that's for sure. Mm. And and of all the characters, I can see 
you know, Leo would want to play that one. Yeah. But, like, why now? Why this director? Like, I just wouldn't want to be the guinea pig for this latest Warner Brothers experiment. Uh, especially just given how, basically, what, what a mess I think the DCEU is right now. I agree. And it's hard, to, it's weird saying that because Wonder Woman was good. And it was a hit. It's great, yeah. So, like, the DC's, DC's last movie worked. So why is there so why is it there needs, so much? It needs an hate? anchor. It needs it's a stability. Just, it needs all a these announcements. Frankly, it's the publicity. I think. I think it's been a disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, all due respect to my friends at Warner Brothers. I, I mean, a- every week there's a, some kind of major announcement mm-hmm. uh, that's usually bad. <laughs> but also, let's take a look at it this way: How many times in Hollywood in the last say ten or fifteen years? And one example comes to mind straight away where you've got a, a a major talent who doesn't need to join a franchise, but joins a franchise to elevate it. And sometimes it goes somewhere and sometimes it doesn't. Let's look at Dwayne Johnson. How many franchises has Dwayne Johnson come on board on? He didn't need to come on board G.I. Joe. He didn't need to come on board Fast and Furious, which was kind of on its... It was really struggling as a franchise until he came on and then people saw that that worked. And it's a kind of a similar... It's obviously not the same type of movie, but I think it's a similar kind of thing. If it's just the right material with the right team and it's a vision that you feel you could do something with or bring something to, why not? I, I don't, any, to to any, me, it's a no-win for Leo because he's going up against Nicholson and Heath Ledger, who won an Oscar for his performance. I, like, I, How do you improve upon those guys? Well, sometimes... I mean, the, the thing is, his resume is all pretty much that kind of stuff. He hasn't done anything in there that is a bit different and that he would be one of countless countless established talent over the years who have done something completely you know off the reserve when it comes to what they're best known for something that's lighter or more fun or whoever a harry potter films is absolutely full of people like that you know uh, a lot of the star wars movies are you know are full of people i like that. for one would be shocked if leonardo dicaprio played the joker i don't think that that's going to happen even though warner brothers may make a very valiant effort mm. i mean all they can do at this point is back at the brinks truck and what does leonardo dicaprio need money for um by the way a million dollars he donated to the houston relief yeah. effort which is uh great him hugely and, commendable him and sandra bullock a couple others yeah um no i want to see a completely different fucking joker I mean, it, the, what is the point of even like, you know what? To having like these spinoffs and this stuff if you're not going to get crazy with the casting and reinvent the character? Do you trust Warner to do that though? Because I don't. I mean, no. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> this is it. Not. So this is why I'm thinking: if you've got someone who you know could steer the ship, could be a very stable force, and and change the opinion, and change the gravitas, and change the positioning, and you want to do something new. You want to have. You want to make sure that if you're starting a new race, you've got a strong horse in there. I mean, and if 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 your strong horses are DiCaprio and potentially Scorsese, I I think you got to have either. A f- why can't the Joker be female? And why can't the Joker be black? I don't know if you guys yeah. have seen uh, photos of Lakeith Stanfield uh, playing the Joker. No. Uh, I mean, he, he, I feel like he just does it in his spare time. Like, he puts on the makeup and a wig and, like, makes weird videos yeah. in, in Lakeith Stanfield's apartment. Um, he's fucking terrifying. I think he'd make a really interesting Joker. I think we'd see a black Joker before we'd see a female Joker. And I, female I, Joker I, I would, would not be have fucking a problem cool, with that. I yeah, think. I'm not saying it wouldn't be cool. But I think we're more likely to see a black Joker before we are a female Joker. 
Um, but also, I, I think you know the outrage that that would cause. Joker. What, what that's outrage? What outrage? There'd be there'd be controversy. Uh, you, but you know, film Twitter. Sure, of course, people, people would, would be upset. But like, nuts. I'm, so I'm not saying. Them, yeah, that, no. that's what that's what they do. That's yeah, what, you know, true. Hollywood's going to do what it does, and film Twitter's going to do what it does. But I, I, I mean, I, I would totally be down with that. I the think other, that would be a great so idea. Here, but, wait, we got to get into other okay. things here, Simon. Do you think Todd Phillips directing a Joker movie is a good idea? Yes or no? Uh, that in itself doesn't excite me. Do you think that John Requa and Glenn Ficarra directing a Joker movie is exciting? Uh, that doesn't excite me, but I'm okay with it. Um, those, to, to, like, I really liked Crazy Stupid Love, but yeah. the last few movies that those guys have made have not been very good. And, it, and it's crazy that, that they just keep getting, you know, they just kind of fail upwards, frankly. A lot of people in the industry have done that over the years. Of course. That's, I mean, let's use it, and I, I do Hollywood. not mean this in a disparaging way at all, but let's look at Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright has had success, but has not had a H with a, capi- a hit with a capital H movie until, right, Baby, until Driver. Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, okay. Here, uh, it's a great film. Here's the next thing. So yep. Todd Phillips' movie is going to delve into the backstory of mm. the Joker, the origin story. Yeah. Is that a good idea? Because it doesn't seem like it. It seems like the whole point of the Joker is that we don't know who this fucking guy is, where he came from, and that's even scarier. And now we're going to explain all that away and pretend it's not, like, canon? I, I, I agree. I do agree with you on that point. However, if you look at characters in any universe, there are very few that make me wonder, hmm, what's the backstory? And... The Joker is one I think I would take the risk of peering behind those curtains and finding out the story behind it, the character. And I think that would also be beneficial because if you use that then as a roadmap for the character, it will also help Hollywood out, which sometimes doesn't know what to do with these characters. They do a, a, re, a, a, you know, a retouch or a redux of a, of a character in a new way. But you don't really have anything behind that, you know, from here, but you don't know that part of the journey. It might actually be a really good idea to to give Hollywood a roadmap with this character, lay something out, put it on table, put it in the law, and then people have something to go off. Because right now, they're blind on some of these characters. So, But I do agree, the mystery is special. Once you know how the tricks are done, it's not magic anymore. So that that wasn't the only... Are, are you good with Joker? Can I'm we, good. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, that wasn't the only project up at Warner Brothers that was pissing people off this week. No. Uh, the studio also catching flack for mounting a Lord of the Flies remake uh, featuring a female cast mm. from two white male directors. Uh, I think it's Scott McGahee and uh, David Siegel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this sounds genius. Yeah. Uh, this <clears throat> was met with... All kinds of controversy online, uh, including I had an interesting exchange with uh, a screenwriter, Lindsay Beer, mm. uh, who's been wor- working on a lot of big movies, including, I think, uh, one of the Godzilla, you know, I think mm-hmm. she was in that Godzilla writer's room at Warner Brothers. Um, and I asked her if she wanted to write a piece uh, about her, you know, opinions on things, and, and she declined, which is fine. But uh, we are going to get into that here. So, so, Simon, you tell me first, what did you think of this announcement about a female Lord of the Flies? I genuinely I found it interesting and I didn't have any problem with it whatsoever. I think if they've got a good idea and they want to do it and it's cast well, that's a story that can be told from a male or a female point of view. It doesn't have to be. Obviously, the book is Male Lord of the Flies. Right. But you can totally take it and change the POV and make it a woman. With, with And it will bring completely different things to that's the table. I, that's what I think. Which I think is where its strengths are going to be. They're not trying to... 
get women to play the guy roles, and it, it's right. some sort of weird thing. There's, there's going to be new characters, new, and, new characters. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm imagining. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be faithful to the novel. They were saying, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether they call a girl Piggy. Yeah. Um, okay, so so he, you know, I know this is a sensitive issue. Mm-hmm. And I know that uh, studios need to do a, a better job of hiring women. Absolutely. But there was this cry online where we don't even know that these guys take, essentially. And they're like, oh, yeah, the Lord of the Flies movie uh, movie about women from two white male directors? Pass. Pass. Not interested. Like, what the fuck? What is going on in this country? Hmm. Do you know how many white males have written... <clears throat> The greatest female roles of all time? Yeah. Like, it's so reductive to say that only women should be writing women or can only write women. I'm Clarice Starling. That's a a dude. Like, it's just we're entering dangerous territory when we're saying, well, you're a white male, so you can only write about white males. You can't write about black people, and you can't write about gay people, and you can't write about women. You know that I'm... Because you're taking away jobs from all those people. It's like, that's fucking crazy! Well, you know, I mean, you know that I'm a liberal. You know that I'm sort of very... I'm very supportive of more diversity in the industry, you know, in front of and behind the camera and all the way back to the kit rooms. I think it's really important. There aren't enough minorities and there aren't enough women in the industry. But to say... What exactly what you've just said is absolutely ludicrous. Now, to say that a white person could tell a story about black culture the same as someone who is African American or black would do, right? It's not the it's same. Not it's the not same. the same. It is not the same. They will tell a different story in a different way. Right? Doesn't mean they still can't tell the story. A, right? A version of that story. Yeah. Exactly. It, it, you know, it, it's it's you're going to get, but you're going to get that whether you get even if you get two black directors both of those directors as black people are going to bring their own take to that movie so it's not like everybody who's black is going to do this all the women are going to do this there are women out there who make female focused female strong movies that are not good yeah for sure it doesn't mean that because you are that you can tell that story the best way sometimes that is the case absolutely agree with that but you can't say that because you're X, you should do X. Yeah. Sometimes you should give the opportunity for that person to do it. Absolutely, a hundred percent. But it's no guarantee. There are a lot of women saying, "Well, well, you know, these, these male screen writers, these male filmmakers, they can't understand a, a woman like women like a woman can." No one's saying that they can. No. But it's not. You can't say that they can't that they don't understand female characters. First of all, these two guys are not like. The fucking directors of uh, Need for Speed or Fast and Furious. Yeah. Like, these guys make sensitive indie dramas yeah. featuring female leads. They're, they directed The Deep End with Tilda Swinton. Mm. Like, there is, you know, an, an elegance or, you know, something to their work that I think will elevate this. This is not yeah. like two beer swilling, you know, pot bellied dudes like sitting on the couch making fart jokes. Mm. And writing a Lord of the Ring, uh, Lord of Flies movie, I could not believe just how quickly we go to that as, as just mm, white males write it off completely. Fucked up. It's it's crazy. Bad for creativity in Hollywood, 
and was just frankly but surprised. Also, if, you, if you apply that to any other area of industry, like in restaurants, and say, I'm a Chinese restaurant. Everybody in the kitchen should be Chinese. Hang on, there are four Mexican guys, a white guy, and three Jews in the back. Food's amazing. What? What? Here, here's it, the, you, it would be ludicrous Simon, here's if the you applied that logic. Here's the other thing. Lord of the Flies, not new. Been around. Yeah, it has. Where are all the, you know, women take general meetings at Warner Brothers. Have there been mm-hmm. women? I don't know if this if they have. Maybe they have. Have women been pitching at Lord of the Flies? A female version? I don't know of any women trying to get a Lord of the Flies remake off the ground. And then these guys came in and just stole their thunder. Like, they had the fucking idea. Yeah. They've been working on getting the rights for a while. Where was the female screenwriter trying to do that? Yeah. Sorry, I I I cannot side with with that argument. But, but even all. even if you apply that argument and you go, okay, when that argument is correct and that is right, then explain to me why. And let's use Wonder Woman. We touched on Wonder Woman earlier. Let's use that. How could Patty Jenkins make a movie that had she's a woman, but the the male characters in it were great. She's not a guy. How did I, she I know heard what? that too? That, that that men can't do women, but women can do men. It's not the it, same. It doesn't. What? No, it's it. It, these arguments, I get, I get the method. You gotta and the get madness, away from this online. But gotta I gotta get away it's, from it. It's, it's ruining the fucking culture. Yeah. And so. let's talk about a good story now. Before we do that, can we just get some feedback from people online for stuff that we've already covered on the show? Because sure. we're not taking calls this week. But if I just want, want to get some you, of the stuff. If we on there. care about what these people say, yeah, we sure. do. They're an important part. Without these people, we would not have a show. So they are important. But they like listening to us. I don't. They do, but they also they have them. their own opinions right, on let me stuff. Hear it. So let's let have a little look. Okay, so Zeno Hour um, was going back to the DC brand. Uh, was okay with alternative DC brand, but it sounds like they're going to try and make Oscar caliber movies. A little bit no, concerned that Warner. Incorrect. I don't think. Yeah, I do not think that they'll be doing that. <laughs> um, a little concerning that Warner Brothers would shift focus resources on this brand. You know, I disagree with that point, but I think it's an interesting one. Uh, Felix Alvarez saying, "I want a black Batman and a black Joker." Uh, someone was saying, "Will Porter cool. for the Joker." Will would. Uh, I would like to see him as the henchman. I wouldn't like to see him as the Joker. Uh, Zeno then said Jason Mitchell for the Joker if we are going to go along the Black Joker. I think not a bad suggestion, but I don't think Jason's quite right for that. Uh, Mike saying uh, Will Poulter, uh, Bradley Cooper, or Leo DiCaprio for the Joker. So that's great. Uh, Major Armstrong says, Simon, you already know the Joker's origin, Jack Nicholson, which is true. (laughs) Uh, (coughs) Felix Alvarez uh, on um, Lord of the Flies saying Leslie Jones in Lord of the Flies. I don't know. Maybe I'm not so I'm not entirely in bed with that idea. Um, uh, you know, people then talking about the, the, the sex thing and saying, yeah, Spielberg produced the Transformers movies and Nolan Man of still blah, blah, blah. So there's all these other things. Black Panther, Feig only looked at, at black directors. So female Lord of the Flies this is from Xeno Hour. Um, the movie takes place on an island without a single Starbucks. That's a bit harsh. Um, yeah. And Xeno saying doesn't see the big, the big deal with this project. I think most people don't see the big deal with this project i think there is unfortunately a very a very vocal small group that have a problem with it but you know what if they don't like it they don't have to buy a ticket leaving it's aside fine. who's making the movie yeah do we like the idea of a female lord of the Flies? yes very much so i think it'll be really interesting and i think it'll bring something completely new to something that is a classic story i, th- I think so too and do, uh, did you have you seen the lord of lord of the flies yeah i studied lord of the flies both of them yeah or? yeah I don't even know if I've ever seen the original. Uh, the original is amazing. The 1990 version, yeah, really with Balthazar Getty and stuff in it. Yeah, really, really good. But no, it's it's a fantastic book. It's a fan. Both versions of the film are very different and both very excellent pieces of cinema. So you really should, if you haven't seen them, do check them out. Well, 
Speaking of a movie that, uh, or a, a piece of film news that got a good reaction, mm-hmm. Ed Skrine. Yes. Leaving Hellboy amid the whitewashing controversy. Fucking genius. Mm-hmm. This dude leaving this movie is so much better for his career yeah. than this movie ever would be. I, I, I mean, exactly I don't know thought. if this was actually his idea or his team or. You know, some a friend, an Asian friend of his, being like, "Dude, you got to do the right thing here." Brilliant move. Hats off to Ed Skrein. This is going to endear him to the public, and he is going to be able to fill that slot with something else. And ninety nine percent chance it's going to be better than Hellboy. Simon, uh, I absolutely agree with what you just said. I also think that people didn't know Ed as 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 a, as a just to throw into conversation over the last nine months. He has executed his career in a perfect way. Why, what, a guy who's not been in, apart from Deadpool, where he was obviously the villain, but he wasn't like the tentpole guy. Mm-hmm. People know who this guy is. Even when he's joining projects and leaving them now, he's become, he's created his brand. He's created his name. Unfortunately, he looks just like Nick Holt. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a good thing he and does. a bad thing, but they're like the same fucking person, and Nick Holt is the more famous Okay, the you heard it here first. Twins. Twins, sorry, Nick, Nick, Nick Holt and Ed Skrein. Yeah. I don't think that'll have the same They won't be playing charm. Asian twins, obviously. But, uh, <laughs> but no. They can play twins. I can see them playing twins in, in a movie. Yeah, like. yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, I didn't mean like a twin. Like, like the like remake the of remake twins. Remake of twins. Like, yeah, they're they're not that no, they literally look alike. That wouldn't work. That would actually be pretty cool. Yeah. There you go. Just could, saying. Yeah. Okay. Full of ideas. Full uh, of ideas. Staying with, um, spy, uh, sorry, comic book movies. Mm. Spider-Man Homecoming, yep. the, the writers are coming back. Of course, when we think of the Spider-Man writers, we think of Goldstein and Daly. Yeah. These are two other guys who, who had a hand in it and apparently have had a hand in writing uh, Jumanji mm-hmm. and the Ant-Man sequel. Jumanji, so, I'm... Oh. I've actually... I've, I've heard Jumanji's fun. Uh, is it? I've heard it's Okay, it's well, gonna... that's good, because I, I watched the trailer recently, and I was like... Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it's, I, don't I don't know, know that it's for me. But, but is that just a bad, bad trailer-itis, which sometimes suffers films? And uh, this is uh, Sony's big ho- holiday movie, and yeah. I think it, it is going to perform well uh, over Christmas. You know, all, all, all Star Wars things, considering it's got the Rock and Kevin Hart um, in it. I mean, so what's yeah, not two to, guys yeah. who had a hand in writing. There were six credited screenwriters on Spider-Man: yeah. Homecoming. Two of them are coming back. What do you fucking do? <laughs> but why wouldn't you get the they, team back together? Yeah, they want continuity. The movie so, worked. The movie was a hit. Yeah. Uh, John Watts and Tox to come back. You're going to see. Let's see. We're going to get Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. We're going to get Zendaya. Yep. I imagine that we would get Liz, unless, her, like, she's so ashamed that her father was the vulture and she changes schools. Mm. Don't you, like you would think that she would be back. I right? would think that she would be back. I would think gonna get so. Ned Jacob Battleon. Yeah. Thank God because he was amazing. He was awesome. Uh, and you're going to get Marissa Tomei. I imagine. I would think so. Anybody else you think could be coming back? I mean, I don't know if we're going to see Tony Stark in the sequel or... I don't know. I don't think we'll see Tony yeah, Stark. I, I, I would not work. surprise me if they slipped a different Avenger in there somewhere. I would really like to see Ant-Man and Spider-Man in the same movie. I think, they, I think that, would, that cool. would play really, really nicely with the, with the comedic and dramatic and action tones as well. Uh, I think we might see Michael Keaton in flashbacks because I think they'll carry on the Vulture oh. story. Okay. Um, but I don't think he would have a major role. I think we would see him in sort of flashbacks or as a very small part. Um, but otherwise than that, I think that will that will 
kind of you okay. know beat the yeah. team. We'll, we'll we'll see what direction yeah. uh, the sequel goes in. Staying at Sony, yeah. I broke some news this week, not followed by any of the trades, although not debunked mm-hmm. either. Uh, that Ben Affleck is in talks to direct Red Platoon, mm. a uh, Afghanistan war movie. Basically, one of those movies where a few American dudes find themselves up against a fuckload of Taliban yep. and have to kill their ways out. Yep. Um, bit of a change of pace for Ben. I, he's never really made a war movie, unless you count Argo, but I don't think that's I wouldn't really... Count, a, yeah, I wouldn't count that as yeah, a... Yeah, that's not a... Backdrop a war. was Warzone. Right. Was not a war movie. Exactly. There you go. Um, unless it's like, oh, oh yeah, you know, Platoon. Yeah, but it was set in a coffee shop. And obviously changing from, from Warner Brothers to Sony, which had a lot of people alarmed or whatever, I think... After the experience on Live by Night, I mean, I'm told that there was some bad blood there. Yeah. That that Ben either wasn't happy with marketing or marketing was, like, not happy with the movie. Uh, but, I mean, the movie's not good. And, and you know, I, I opened my story just being, like, you know, Ben's eager to redeem himself for that. Yeah. Uh, and get back behind the camera and, and was asked to sort of be a little nicer. And, sorry, no, the movie was bad. Right? Did yeah, you see the, yeah, did you I did. I caught it quite recently, um, just out of curiosity. Yeah. So, but it was uh, not. A, it's not a great. That said, movie. Ben, Ben's a good director. I mean, Argo, mm-hmm. the town, Gone Baby Gone. He's three for four. Yeah. So uh, every reason to think he's he is going to get back on the horse, and I think he's working with Clooney uh, and Heslov again, who did Argo. Um, and he might even get Casey again. Remember, there were there were yep. those rumors that they were going to work together on Triple yep. Frontier at yep. Netflix, which I forgot to put in my story. Um, so clearly, they've been eager to work together again since uh, first collaborating. Well, not first, but uh, working together on Gone Baby Gone. Yeah. Now that'd um, be great. I mean, I, I I really like Ben's work as a as a director, but even the greatest directors of our time make a stumble. stinker. Yeah. They all stumble. Everybody's. But also, I was had this conversation with a, a producer yesterday that. If you don't stumble, you don't necessarily learn as much as you could do. Right. So you have to fail every now and again to get you to refocus and to get you to learn a few more things. That's a great point. That's a good pearl of wisdom from Simon Thompson today. Uh, So, yeah, we wish wish Ben good luck. I I hope that Mm. that deal closes. Uh, Sony could use it, too. Um, let's hop over to Fox. A mm-hmm. couple things on the Fox side. Uh, Drew Goddard casting up his movie Bad Times at the El Royale. Yes. Jeff Bridges, Chris Hemsworth, Cynthia Erivo, and Kaylee Spaney, uh, it sounds like. It's a pretty good cast. Really good cast. And I, I really like uh, you know what I've heard about this project. Uh, it sounds like it's just like five you know, various badasses, uh, in a sense, meeting up at a hotel and shit goes down. And I think it's going to be pretty fun. Yeah. I mean, when I heard that, you know, Bridges and Hemsworth were, were looking, I was like, they're going to bring different things to that project. But I really, really look forward to seeing them interact. Um, were you a Cabin in the Woods guy? <clears throat> yes, very much so. Really? I mm. See, I didn't really see, love I really Cabin enjoyed that movie. I was not a massive fan of the end. Yeah, no. I thought the ending was n- didn't quite work for me. But the rest of the movie... I didn't think it was terrible. I, just, I thought Cabin in the Woods was one of those movies that was a little overpraised. Yeah, I think that's because fair. Because it's like cool. Yeah, you know? I think that's fair. Um, but but I uh, I like Drew Goddard as a, as a writer. I was a big Lost fan, and uh, I really like the cast that he's put together here. Yeah, no, really, really good. Um, no, I'm, that, that's coming together really nicely. And then uh, also at Fox, you wanted <coughs> to talk about a Best Picture campaign yeah, that they're running they, for they, one of their films. Yeah, Fox have launched, uh, and I think this is, I mean, I love the film. I really, really enjoyed this film this year, but I think this is a little bit of an overreach. Uh, they're launching an Oscars Best Picture campaign um, for War of the Apes. Okay. Now, if Wonder Woman's getting one. Yeah. But 
But I think sometimes we have to be a little bit realistic about these things. As much as I loved War, and it really didn't do as well as it should have done. Um, it wasn't perfect. There were a couple of things about it that, that still didn't sit right for me. But overall, it was one of my favourite films of the summer. I don't see it being considered for best picture. I think there are many other areas that I think it could win in. But best picture, it just falls short for me. Like Wonder Woman, great movie. I don't see it as a best picture movie. I don't think just because it's a great movie, it necessarily has to be best picture. Um, what do y- you think on that? You, you saw War, right? Yeah, I, I loved it. I mean, I think War of the Apes is, uh, War for the Planet of the Apes is one of the best movies I've seen all year. Um, I don't think it really has a, a real shot at, at Best Picture, also no. because it didn't do as well as the others. Like, if mm. this was like a, a huge monster hit this summer that was sort of undeniable, I could see it having a better chance. But yeah, you're right. I mean, th- also, there's just so, too many blockbusters uh, in the mix this year between dunkirk and wonder woman and even get out was you know super successful we don't think of that as a blockbuster but it made blockbuster money yeah yeah um so yeah i I just i don't don't know if i see it plus the whole the whole cast is apes uh like let's get andy circus nominated first before we talk about the whole picture so yeah Uh, i think that's where i stand on that one you threw a rumor at me before the show that i hadn't even heard is this true? A Knight Rider movie with Kevin yeah. Hart and John Cena? This is something that came out uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was, I think it was when, uh, well, either when I was away or just after that show, but obviously we were going to talk about it last week, but we didn't have the show. Yeah, apparently there was a Knight Rider movie being developed as a comedy with Kevin Hart and John Cena. Now, I, I don't, I'd love to see those guys working together. I, I, I don't, I don't know about this. Who would be uh, Kit? I'm a, John Cena. Well, you see, I don't know. I'm I'm assuming it potentially. Well, it could work either way because Kevin Hart could be the smart ass car, and John Cena could be the action star behind right. the wheel of Michael Knight. Right. But also, I'd kind of like the idea of Kevin Hart being because I'm as is a comedy as kind of that's like the, that's the thing. Kind of like being a shit crime fighter. And it's the car, John, right. exactly. who then is really the guy. It's like, it's like um, oh, God, the Sherlock Holmes movie, where it wasn't Sherlock Holmes was solving the crime, it was Watson. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it could work like that. Either, I think, would potentially be very, very good if handled correctly, or could be horrible. <laughs> So I'm yeah, you think? yeah, I'm just kind of like, I'm not entirely convinced which one it would be. But, I mean... I'm I'm open to the idea, but I'm a little bit concerned about it. Um, I think you you nailed it right there. I think it could go either way. They mm. both kind of make sense. They're both different movies. Yeah. So what I I'm trying to think of what I heard, had heard back in the day. I forget who they wanted for the voice of Kit, but they wanted Pratt. So I'm thinking Pratt wasn't the voice of the car because that wouldn't make no. sense if you're going to pay Chris Pratt. He would have been want a good Michael screen. Knight, yeah. right? They wanted him for Michael Knight. So it must be Cena, who they want for Michael Knight. I would assume so. And then Hart for the talking car. Yeah. But I like the other way, I think. I, I kind of do that. Yeah. They're two good ideas. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you who I'd love to have as, uh, Where did as the you voice. see that rumor? I it was on quite. That. It was on quite a few uh, movie sites, and a couple of people actually oh, well, tweeted it's on a at few me. Movie sites, though. yeah. Well, <laughs> a lot of people were talking about it. it was, and I was like, oh, I really like that idea. Um, but yeah, I would love to, to see a version. It would obviously be not the actual film, but done as like a comedy short for like Funny or Die, 
where the voice of Kit is Gilbert Gottfried or Harvey Firestein. I would love that. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you. That would be so good. And then like Leslie, John McTeer. And then like Leslie Jones as Knight Rider. Oh God! Come on, All that right. would be a funny sketch. Speaking of things that should have been sketches, yeah. This this Dick Cheney movie, yeah. Uh, just cast Sam Rockwell as George W. Bush, mm. and it's rumored to be titled Backseat. Yeah. I I mean I just I still don't get this project and that well, Adam McKay's doing it. And so we know it's it's Christian Bale playing Cheney. And he looks totally different. I mean he does kind of look like Cheney. I mean it's I creepy. This guy's such a method actor. I really like Sam Rockwell and I think he's often criminally underused by Hollywood and sometimes pretty badly miscast. When he nails it, he nails you think, it. You think he's been miscast here? You think that, that, that I'm, he you could see, do I'm the job? You see I'm undecided because I would I would have initially said no. He will seem to me like it's a Saturday Night Live sketch right. where you're doing an impersonation. But then I thought, actually, we've seen quite a few projects recently where the transformation, a really good example, I was talking about this yesterday, is Gary Oldman um, playing Winston Churchill. Churchill. Yeah, now, if you'd have said to me, Gary Oldman's playing Winston Churchill, and I believe we had a conversation at the time, and I was like, that's a stupid idea. Get out of here. Yeah, that's, that's, that's stupid. But he looks amazing, and it's come together. So I'm kind of, I'm a little bit on the fence. I'm cautious about it. I think if it's done right and he nails it, that could be absolutely superb. But I love Josh Brolin's George W. for Oliver Stone's W, which was not a great movie, heavily flawed. Yeah, didn't Brolin do was well. good. Brolin was someone he who was I great. probably would have said, eh, really? Yeah, George... oh, yeah, I had the same but, reaction. But there you but, go. So I'm, I'm open to this because when Rockwell brings it, he really brings it. Okay, that's so, fair. And I, I trust... You know, I trust the director as well. I'm just so, so curious, like, what the tone of this is going to be and... and... Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> Should do it as an all-female musical comedy, right? Yeah. Uh, what else? There's also so. Uh, Can I talk of... about something that came out of Fright Fest in London? No. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Um, God damn you! Uh, Don Mancini was talking because uh, obviously there's the new Chucky movie oh, coming boy. out, uh, and Don Mancini was saying that he has an idea for a Chucky versus Freddy Krueger movie. What's the idea? Well, I don't, want, I, I don't want to go into the idea because I don't think the idea itself is, is particularly good. But I do love... But I'm curious. I'm, what, what is the idea? It's basically kind of along the lines of, a, you know, Freddy versus Jason. It's... Yes. Yeah. But I, I really... <laughs> that, was, that I got from the title. <laughs> but, true. but I loved... I know a lot of people don't, don't like it, but I loved Freddy versus Jason. I, I, that is such a fun movie. I would. Re- I think we should, and they've, they've tried it several times in Hollywood, but it's never really come off. It really comes off. Is combining movie killers, and I think that Chucky versus Freddy Krueger would actually be a really interesting thing. I'm not saying it would be theatrical. I'd like to see it theatrical, but wouldn't you just be curious to see what they could, Simon, come up with? You are. Insane. I'm can't be alone I on don't this, know. right? You're you're very much alone. You're alone. You're all alone. <laughs> I love Chucky and I love Freddy. I'm a yeah. huge horror fan. They've already done Freddy vs. Jason. I don't need to see a whole Freddy vs. series. If you're gonna do a Chucky vs. anybody, mm. get somebody else who hasn't had a verse yet, or just fucking get like find some Jason Blum. To unite all these fucking characters under one roof, split up the profits among the different studios that own the rights and shit, and create an Avengers of, like, 80s horror. 
That would be fucking sick. It could be like Avengers Dismember. Uh, but like, uh, I mean, Chucky versus the Leprechaun, maybe? Like, I don't no, know. No, like, no, 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 no. Because the Leprechaun movie they made a couple of years ago was the, the, the reboot was absolute. Uh, that was awful. What was the Elm Street reboot, bro? What? Absolute awful is the answer. Which one was that? Was that the the Jackie Earl Haley movie? Oh yeah, that was you, terrible. Yeah, that was awful. I was like, yeah, if you're yeah. about to defend, no, this, no, I, I actually revisited that recently because I was like, is it as bad as I remember? And I was like, yes. oh, it's worse. Um, yeah, that was bad. I would just like to see this, and I'll, here's why I think it might potentially happen. It's because you know, and I've, I've mentioned this on the Halloween Horror Nights mm-hmm. at Universal this year in LA. They not only you, you talk about Jason Blum um, and Blumhouse, we have. Um, Freddy, Jason, Leatherface, and Chucky in a Titans of Terror maze and a Titans, uh, a Titans of Terror maze, uh, like the tram tour. So there's two things there. Blumhouse are taking a number of their products there, like Insidious and various other products, uh, The Purge and stuff like that. Obviously, they have a relationship with Universal. Exactly, yeah. I think we could potentially see something like that happening where Blumhouse say, okay, Let's work with you. Let's get these properties. Let's create this universe. Let's create these these crossover films. Let's develop it. They have Halloween. They do have, they have Halloween. Mike Myers. Yep. I, I just I don't see I don't see New Line giving Freddy over to Blum or Chuck the having him involved with the Chucky people. Like no, You're, I think Freddy we, versus Jason gotta, was they, the most successful of any of the Elm Street movies or Freddy movies. It was a it was a big money it was a big money spinner for New Line. I think you're you're six or seven years away from doing an anniversary and uh, rebooting Elm Street again. I think you have to kind of wait uh, and go for what is it 1984? So yeah, 2024, <laughs> which isn't that far off. There are movies dated yeah. for 2024 at this point. Um, I would rather I see I would rather see this than a, a you know a reboot of the Elm Street franchise. <laughs> I just I don't even understand. Does, does Chucky dream? How would Freddy even combat him? Since Freddy only really kills in dreams, dolls don't dream. I don't think it makes any sense, bro. Sorry. If they're <laughs> if, if they're after the same person, Freddy wants to kill the person. Chucky needs to kill that person. They're they're fighting over the spoils it's, of it's war. A race. It's a race to kill young. Andy. It's a hilarious race across death. Chucky versus Freddy. Did you see the trailer for Brawl and Cell Block 99? Yes, I did. The Vince Vaughn one. Holy shit. Mm. It looks fucking awesome. It looks amazing, doesn't it? Uh, were you? Did you see Bone Tomahawk? No. Okay. No. Uh, it's on my Amazon Prime thing that I keep going, shall I watch this today? No, I just haven't got around pe- to it. People loved it. Yeah, uh, got I, a really good I, I didn't really care for it. Um, I wasn't a big fan. But I got a good feeling about this Brawl and Cell Block 99. I mean, Vince Vaughn looks like a fucking animal in it. He's just, like, beating the shit out of a car. That was awesome. And I like the music that the trailer is set to. It kind of evokes this, like, 70s mm. character drama. And I love, love, love that at TIFF this year for Midnight Madness, it's yep. actually starting at 1045 because the director says it doesn't really turn into a midnight movie until the 75-minute mark. So if they start on time at 1045, when it hits midnight, that's when the shit's going to hit the fan. That the is movie. genius. Very, very good marketing there. Yeah. Uh, Pretty interesting ploy. Um, what else? We're going to move on to John Bernthal got cast in Damien Chazelle's uh, First Man. Yep. That thing is shaping up real nicely. You've got Ryan Gosling and Claire Foy mm-hmm. uh, from The Crown. And then it's like Jason Clark, Kyle Chandler, Shea Wiggum, 
John Bernthal and uh, and Corey Stoll. Mm. I mean, that's a hell of a supporting cast. I'm a big cast. fan of Corey Stoll. Yeah. Now, I th- I think it's really interesting with Damien Chazelle because he's a guy that obviously he 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 did really well with Whiplash. Great movie, very well received. Then he got to do La La Land, which obviously he had as a project on the back burner for a long, long time. He needed Whiplash in order to get La La Land made. I think as a filmmaker, because he has so many ideas and as a content creator, I think he we're going to see his career over the next 10 years become one of the most interesting directorial and production careers that we're going to see in Hollywood, because I think he's going to pace the projects, and I think they're going to be of such an interesting quality and diversity that I think it's going to be a really interesting catalogue of movies. And I can see in like 20, 25 years there being Damien Chazelle retrospectives because I think his career is going to be one of the most interesting we've got in the industry right now. He's certainly off to a great start between... He's uh, got a lot of support Whiplash as well. And I never saw his first film, Guy and Madeline, on a park bench. Um, but yeah, first man I'm looking forward to. I yeah. think, you know, Gos- everybody wants to go to space. Now it's Gosling's turn and, and the story of Neil Armstrong is as good as any. Mm. Um, and there was more Damien news this week. Yeah. Uh, the Eddie, you want to tell us about that one? Yeah, it's a new, uh, it's a new series. Literally MK Songbird, as you were just starting talking, mentioned this. Uh, he's had a series announced at Netflix as well, the Eddie. Um, so he's obviously going to be doing, you know, the small screen as well as the big screen, which is a really interesting a lot of people are going with that kind of mixing it up right now, and I think it's a good it's a good model. Um, yeah, no, hey, you got to have your your feet in both worlds, yeah. uh, both as a creator and as a reporter. Quite yeah. frankly, these days, um, since there is so much you know film talent sort of straddling the line there, mm. as we just saw HBO confirm Mahershala Ali for True Detective. Yes, which a lot of people are really really excited about. Yeah, they're and they're going to the <clears throat> to the Ozarks for season three, which is interesting given that Ozark was one of the big shows of the summer. Yeah, uh, I, I, I did find that kind of interesting. Apparently, um, the I first... haven't seen Ozark yet, but a lot of people are oh, saying you that it's check really... it out. Yeah, it, I, I really liked it. Uh, maybe not as much as the first season of True Detective, but um, because so the... True Detective was in a very, very sort of risky place because obviously season two did not get a warm reception, right? At exactly, all. and they're, but they're going to take some chances with this one. It's going to be set in three different time periods, uh, so we'll see if. You know, Mahershala sort of carry his character carries us through those three time periods, or if each time period has its own lead. Mm. But it was interesting the way that the HBO release was worded, uh, in that it didn't really suggest that his that he was either going to have a partner or that that partner would play a huge role. Mm. So all those memes, you know, you may have to put an end to those as uh, True Detectives kind of tries to shake up its formula. Um, elsewhere, Disney uh, moving forward on Maleficent two. They hired a, a new writer. They got yep. Jez Butterworth, who's obviously uh, written you know James Bond movies. He just finished working with Disney on Cruella. Uh, so Maleficent two again. I don't know if this actually ends up happening, but uh, it, you know the first one made a lot of money. And I, I like the first one. A lot of people I never didn't. saw it. Actually. I enjoyed it. If they can get Angelina Jolie, Jolie back, mm. you know th- they want to make that movie. Um, you said that Billy Idol had almost been cast as the T-1000, that that came yeah. out in, in the round of interviews with T2. Yeah, uh, which re-release. I thought was really fascinating. It was a story he was, because uh, obviously he did, um, uh, Patrick did a lot of uh, interviews before this film came out, um, was, was re-released recently, and it's, it's actually, you know, it's, it's worth seeing on the big screen. Um, and he basically said that when he went into the production offices to talk about the movie, Billy Idol, was or his picture was already on the wall as the part. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I would have, I think it would have been horrible. I can't imagine anybody else in this role. I think Billy Idol would have been awful. But there's a little part of me that really wants to see if they shot any test footage or they did any rehearsals. I want to see that. 
I can actually picture Billy Idol in the role, although I'm mm. also with you in that I can't picture anybody else playing it because he's so perfectly cast. Well, Just the angles of his face yeah. and, and the ways, like, have you seen this boy? You know, like... It's like, all right, it's all I'm enough. a Terminator. You know, it's not. I just. I think it could have been. It would have completely changed the tone of obviously the character, but I think of the film as well. Billy Idol wouldn't have run as cool as Robert Patrick. I may have learned to run watching Tom Cruise and Robert Patrick. Yeah, that's fair. Fine, they're, they're great people to get running lessons from yeah. in life. God, I love. But no, I um, I, yeah, I I love that idea, but I think it's also a brilliant and quite awful idea. Because it's not often that musicians who then go into movies probably works 50% of the time, if I'm being generous. Right. You know, for every David Bowie in Labyrinth, you get Mick Jagger in pretty much anything. Do you like T2 more or the first Terminator? Uh, ooh. Ah. I, I think I'm going to go with T2. Yeah. I th- me, I, me too. Just, though. Terminator's a very just, good movie. Yeah. But, yeah. but T2 is the one... I can watch that. One of my times. favorite films of all time. Absolutely love it. It's fucking great. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Toby Hooper died yeah. this week, which uh, sucks. He's the director of uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm-hmm. and credited as the director of Poltergeist, although uh, there's been a whole Spielberg movement. Uh, did he mean anything uh, special to you, Simon? Yeah, he did. I mean, Poltergeist, I mean, that was probably two of the movies that I, I first engaged with, um, you know, when I sort of w- was younger and I really started to, to love movies rather than just liking films, um, were was Poltergeist, which terrified me as a child. Um, and also um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I didn't see until I was probably early teens um, because it was banned for a long time in the UK. And I managed to get hold of a copy. And I absolutely, I thought it was one of the most grotesque things I've ever seen. And I watched it after we found out that he died. I went back and I revisited it. It is such a, a, an amazing film. Absolutely amazing. And without that film, so much of what we have in horror today just simply would not have come about if it wasn't for the likes of uh, him and and Wes Craven and uh, George A. Romero. We wouldn't have the horror landscape as we currently have it. Um, He did a lot of other movies that I think were absolutely awful, but I still have an appreciation of. Life Force is one of them. Which, as a kid, I never watched that. I used to go into the video store and there'd be a picture. It had everything that I wanted. It had space and it had a woman and you could see her tits. And on a video cover, it was like a topless woman on a rocket in space. I was like, yes, I need to watch that movie. Watched it for the first time about five years ago when it got reissued on Blu-ray. Absolutely awful. Absolutely terrible, terrible film. Well, I don't even know if but I, I have a, if I I have a begrudging here. respect for it. I don't know if I would even be here without Toby Hooper uh, yeah. because my parents on one of their very first dates saw the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So wow. I think it scared my mom into my dad's arms. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes. Though I was conceived way later. I'm not that fucking old, guys. <laughs> um, all right. We got a couple minutes left in the okay. show, and I wanted to share a little rumor that I'd heard. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk to before I get to this Very rumor? quickly, let's talk about James Bond theme rumors. Uh, you might have you seen fucking, this story. Wait, are you fucking kidding me right no, now? No, I want to talk about this. Go. Do you not want to talk about it? This is not, it's not real. It's not, it is not no, real. It's not real. So why are we talking about it? Okay, cool. What, it, what we, now you mentioned there were, it. There so were rumors this week, and there were rumors with the last James Bond film that Beyonce was being courted to do the theme. And Beyonce is being courted. Beyonce for Drew is not movie. doing She's the James Bond movie theme. Lion King. She's not doing it. 
She is not doing it. Everybody was getting. Did you talk to Beyonce? Do you have that on good authority? I I, I would stake I would your put, firstborn. Okay, on here that? we go. I would put two hundred dollars down that Beyonce is not doing the theme to the James Bond well, movie. Thank God we've crossed her off the list, folks. Is there any? Is there anything She's else? Not doing. Are there it. any actual rumors about who might do it? Or are we just going about the, people? Who, the, there's who are a secondary rumor it. that they've gone back to Adele, but I don't think they're going to get. They very rarely get person to do two James Bond themes. Very very rarely. Let's, so it'll be someone completely new. It is not going to be Beyonce. So that's dog shit. There you go. Let's talk about a real room. Okay, cool. Are you familiar with the movie Night Watch? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Which one? Because there's two. Night Watch as in the... Oh, I was thinking of Nightbreed. Sorry. Nightbreed? Night what, what the fuck I thought is Nightbreed? Night no. Night, there's two movies called Night Watch. One is a Ewan McGregor, Josh Brill, and serial killer thriller yes. from the mid-90s with Nick Nolte. Mm-hmm. The other one is, is a okay. is a Russian film, uh, you know, Timur Bekmambetov's yeah, yeah, yeah. first thing, right? Mm-hmm. Night Watch, doing all that shit. Uh, there's another one. There's another Night Watch. Did you know that? No. There's a Marvel character named Night Watch. Okay. Uh, I'm told that Ed Rycourt, Ed Rycourt, has been hired to write a Night Watch movie for Sony and Marvel. Okay. That will be set in the Spider-Man universe. Right. Or a spin-off, you know, you know, one of like the black and silver, mm-hmm. you know, one of the Spider-Man universe spin-offs. Yeah. Uh, and then it would, yeah, follow Dr. Kevin Trench, who after finding a dark costume on the body of his older slain self, becomes the hero known as Nightwatch. And furthermore, and now this is this is out there. Okay. I'm, like I'm pretty confident that Is this Beyonce doing the Bond theme out there? No. Okay. So Pretty confident Sony is developing a Nightwatch movie mm-hmm. that Ed uh, that Ed Rycourt is going to write it. Yeah, but here's the kicker, and the, this is not confirmed by any stretch. But I hear Sony wants Spike Lee to direct it. I think that that this Nightwatch movie, I don't really know Doctor Kevin Trench, but I think that this is shaping up to be their cyborg and Black Panther. That this is going to be their black superhero. Okay, that's what I think. So. Chew on that. That would be very interesting, but I would be... I mean, you were talking earlier about why would Leonardo DiCaprio want to play the Joker. So you're saying why would Spike Lee? Why would Spike Lee, and why would Sony want Spike Lee to do it? Because Spike Lee, as much as a filmmaker, I'm a big fan of his, especially his early work, not so much a fan of some of the stuff he's done in the last couple of years. He's not a guy who is blockbuster director now. I think that would be interesting, but I'm... I'm I'm surprised by that, by what you've said. That's fair. I'm honest. That's fair. I'm with you. I think, you know, if you're making a black superhero movie, why not try to get, you know, one of the, the top black directors? Mm. Um, and obviously Ryan Coogler is already taken. You're not going to, you know, Steve McQueen is not going to fucking direct a comic book movie. If you could get no. Spike Lee, and again, I don't know if Spike Lee is interested in doing this. Mm. I just heard, have heard that Sony would like to get him to do this. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I, I could see it being pretty cool, especially the way he moves the camera. You know, like this, that signature Spike Lee kind yeah. of shot where the camera's like mounted on your chest or whatever. Mm. I think like bringing his visual style to a comic book movie could actually be pretty interesting. But uh, we're going to have to wait and see whether, you know... Again, there's been no word about this Nightwatch thing. Mm. It's just something I've heard uh, is going to be uh, kicking around in development. So it's interesting. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, I think that'll do it for the yeah. show. Is there uh, anything else you want to talk about? I think we're pretty much done. 
Are there, are there any movies coming out this week? There are some movies coming out, but they're all uh, they're all quite small ones. I mean, and Close Encounters is coming. Close back Encounters out, right? is back out. If you if you can get to see Close Encounters on the big screen, it's being re released this weekend for the for the anniversary. Do go and see it. There is nothing quite like seeing some of these classic movies that one holds cleaned up. up, it holds up. and shoved on the big screen. It does hold up, and it seriously, you could considering there is. Not use this weekend. Use the, it's a three day weekend here in the US because it's it's a holiday on Monday, Labor Day. Take the time to catch up on some movies that you haven't seen recently. There's still a lot of good stuff out there. See patty cakes for Christ's sake. A lot if of people live are in a city that. with fucking patty cakes. Go see it. But yeah, so so do take time and do take the chance if you can to go and see close. And characters. Marvel's Inhumans is also out in IMAX theaters. It is uh, two weeks in IMAX theaters before it debuts yeah. uh, on ABC. All right. Um, yeah, so check that out. And watch the man, the Manhunt Unabomber series on Discovery. Yes. Buy that shit on iTunes. I'm fucking loving it. A lot oh, of people so are good. talking about it, and they really, really should do. Yeah. It's strong. Uh, now, I'm out next week. I'll be at Toronto. Okay. So you're going to have to find another co-host what? for that shit. Sorry. No worries, um, man. All right, brother. Where can the good folks find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Showbiz Simon. I have a Facebook page. This is Simon Thompson. And I'm going to be dropping a couple of quite large interviews on Forbes over the next 10 days or so. So, uh, yeah, so keep your eye open, eyes, if you have two eyes, I don't know, on that. And also, don't forget to subscribe and rate the show and leave comments and tell all your friends about the show because we really appreciate it. That's that. right. Spread the good word. We are the best movie podcast on the internet. Come people, on. people, do you know what? No word of a lie. People have actually said that on Twitter and on the thing. I mean, it, you know, it's just that there's, and it's there's nice. a lot of film podcasts out there, a lot of good ones, yeah. too. Yeah. A lot of them are just, they're, they're bogged down with celebrities. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, look who we got on the podcast. We've got this cool interview. we got this interview. Like, I see enough from celebrities. I just want to hear you and I talk. Good. People do like it. So, not everybody likes both of us that's, at the same time, right? You know, but also people, if you most people like you more than me, but I have a few, there's a few. There are some people, people that genuinely like hate me. You. Just they're disappointed when I turn up. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of funny. I'm like, but why? Why? If you don't like me, why would you watch? That's like that's like going out for dinner at a vegan restaurant and then you know complaining that they don't serve meat. It's like, dude, you pick the restaurant. You know, there you go. Um, all right. Companies, everybody. I'm Jeff Snyder, editor-in-chief of yep. the tracking board, tracking-board.com, uh, at the Insider on Twitter and Instagram. Guys, mm-hmm. have yeah. a great Labor Day weekend. Yes. Relax. Have a, a wonderful time. Take some time yeah. out. Rate, comment, subscribe to the Popcorn yeah. Talk Network. You just met the movie press. That'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the owners or principals.